Attention Cloud9 shoppers. Hello and welcome to The Break Room. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have uh, a co-host here with me, Casey McGeorge. How's it going, everybody? Feels good to hear you say that. It's been a long time. It's It's been a while. It's time. been a little while, yeah. Because I mean, even our last episode, thanks to everybody that listened to our interview... So that was uh, that was really great, but uh, yeah, you weren't on that one. So it was, it's been a while since we've kind of gotten the gang back together. And thanks to her for actually doing the interview. Uh, yeah, I did listen to it. It was a really awesome interview. Um, and it was really good to have a cast member on the show. That was awesome. Yes, Kelly Schumann. Uh, thank you for um, coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, it's our most listened to episode. So thank you for everybody that made that happen, and hopefully you like the rest of the content we start putting out here uh, once we get uh, the season going. So um, if you do have questions uh, or predictions for the next season, I would suggest sending those to our Twitter at TBR Podcast, our Instagram TBR Podcast, and Facebook.com/slash Breakroom Superstore. Or you can email us at thebreakroomss at gmail.com. So uh, get in your predictions, and we can kind of, maybe we can even do another episode before it starts with we can kind of talk about other people's predictions. We'll see on how many we get of those uh, to figure that out. But um, but yeah, the season is only two weeks away, so it's feeling pretty, pretty close. Um, it's Thursday, September 26th at 8 o'clock. We are getting there. And, and the really great thing about getting really close, which uh, I was kind of shocked at, but now that I think about it, I'm not. NBC is putting a lot of weight behind it based on the advertisements during Sunday Night Football and everything now. Um, and the integration with the Tide commercials and M- NBC's portion and The Voice which uh, I'm not a reality contestant or, you know, I'm not a, a fan of one of those shows, The Voice, like The Voice, but I know it's I know it's a huge show for NBC. Um, so by NBC putting Superstore with, though, with Sunday Night Football and The Voice and then tied in a commercial, they're really trying to put some weight behind the show, um, especially I think now the Big Bang Theory is over. That, that shows they have a lot of confidence in it, which is really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, there's going to be that hole on Thursday nights at eight o'clock now, uh, where you know 14 million people need something to watch. I mean, obviously, I think they just put Young Sheldon at that spot, so probably not going to get everybody because you know they're going to get some of that demographic there. But the show's season five now. Uh, it's not no longer a baby like it used to be. You know, it is uh, kind of it's going to be episode 78 overall once we get started. Uh, this season and uh, it's going to be right around that good syndication number I wonder who would even syndicate like I wonder what channel would get this I could see TBS being a fit but and, and I, I mean I obviously I don't know anything for sure but uh, I'm, I'm sure there's been at least a couple of shows that have and I don't know I'll say teetered for the first three or four seasons 
And then all of a sudden, at, at one point, the season four or five or something, it kind of exploded and, and got a little bit bigger. So I don't think, excuse me, I don't think this would be the first example of something like that. No, a big example of this is actually The Office. Um, it was for its first uh, few seasons, it was not a not a hit. Um its actual peak ratings is in season six, being number forty-one on uh, on the broadcast networks. Yeah, so it like averaged five million viewers, which now would be a hit. But back then in '06, it wasn't. '05 and '06, it wasn't that big of a hit. But yeah, it really started hitting that peak around season five and season six when you look at average number of millions. So. That's that's a show that shows that um, which is now like the most watched show on Netflix until it goes off of there and everything. So there's a yeah, it wouldn't be the first show. Um, a lot of shows have kind of had that same sort of trend. Probably the same with Parks and Rec too. I would I would assume if I looked at the numbers. Yeah. All right. So uh, the Comic Con panel. Did you get a chance to check the panel out? I did not. I did not get a chance to watch that. Surprisingly, the Comic-Con panel is, actually is on YouTube. I know I texted you guys and someone had said usually they don't put those on YouTube. Um, and I guess typically they don't, but NBC's trying to get behind it. I know uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and their panel uh, are on YouTube. Um, they, they have snippets of like, you know, five or ten minute things here or there, like crowd questions, a couple other things. And then they have the uh, the actual full panel. Um, it's maybe an hour long, but it's actually really good to uh, listen to. Um, I don't think anything huge came out of the panel. Um, the one thing that I would say that I really that got me that came out of the panel was and I, once I started thinking about it, uh, Cheyenne's birthday this season. I think Cheyenne is turning 21. Oh, okay. During the panel, Nicole Bloom let it slip accidentally. Uh, like one of the people, someone asked her a question, and Nicole Bloom, I think, let it slip accidentally because they were like, "You weren't supposed to say anything about that." Well, she was going to have a really big birthday party this year, right? And she even was like, "Oh, was I not supposed to?" You know. And once I think about it, I think season one, she was like seventeen, wasn't she? Right. Right, so that'd be it. Would be <laughs> they fudged the timeline before? Yeah, yeah, um, they have. Yeah. So I mean, we're not going to real time here. So I think, I think this would be a twenty-first birthday for, her, um, or thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they could fudge enough where this would be her twenty-first birthday, and right. I could definitely see a huge blowout for Cheyenne's twenty-first birthday. That would be out of control. Right. You know, one thing, just speaking generally here, about how she may have let it slip and people are like, you're not supposed to say that. This isn't Lost or yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. I or mean, like we could. Something from Game of Thrones yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, this is. It's Superstore. Um, I just think the whole spoiler culture is starting to get a little out of hand with secrecy of everything. Um, because, yeah, that shouldn't be a big deal. It is. I don't, I don't um, yeah. But it is maybe getting a little out of hand. But um, 
in all fairness, these people do work really hard to try to come up with something that will yeah. entertain us. And, and I get it. They don't necessarily want all everything coming out because that could right. stop people from watching it. But that's a premise that gets you excited almost, right? You're not going to be like, oh, she's having a birthday party. I'm going to tune out. True, but when you when you maybe when you're gonna base that might be like the A story for one of the episodes, right? right. Um, a wild Cheyenne birthday party, and then maybe you throw Amy or Dina in that, um, which could lead to like maybe Jonah having to watch Parker or something else. Blah blah. blah. It could it it could lead to some shenanigans. Quick side note: someone had asked. Uh, where is the puppy that Glenn had gave Amy? Um, mm-hmm. uh, America Ferrera's response was, it's off screen with the child that you never see that she just had. <laughs> so uh, I think they're realizing answer. that they haven't shown, yeah, they haven't shown Parker yet. So maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. But she's like, yeah, he's there. He's just off screen with the child that I had that you don't see. So. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody asking for these, uh, for, you know, for Parker or whatever. I mean, we barely see Emma as it is, and uh, we don't see a lot of their lives outside of the store as it is either. So I just, I'm not too bothered by it. I just think Emma wasn't a big part of the thing anyway, except for a couple of episodes. Um, right. And I could see maybe Amy's char- you know, because Amy's character was pregnant, and now she's technically a single mom. You know, even if it's as long as it's not like the horrible Bradley Cooper baby from like American Sniper, you know, have something in there. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the Comic-Con panel was actually really cool. It was cool to see him on stage at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, um, which I know is not cheap and it's not um, it's a big deal to be to have space there. Um, and mm-hmm, to have yeah. a panel there. Obviously, this is not something that was at like the the level of like a Marvel panel or anything like that. But they they did feel the capacity at their panel, which was great. But they had a lot of they had a whole setup of like Cloud Nine and and everything there too. Uh, apparently, they had some people in some really great Cloud Nine cosplay as well, and Superstore cosplay, um, including a guy who was dressed just like Mateo. So that was completely awesome. <laughs> We have episode titles going up to episode seven yeah. so far, which I really haven't given them much thought, but uh, until now. Me so, neither. Uh, one I'm looking forward to very much, episode six, is Trick or Treat, which is definitely going to be their Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they're dressed up as this year. Yeah, is Dina wearing the same thing again? <laughs> so there were two guest stars that they said were coming in, um, one from One Day at a Time. And one from another show. I, I don't have their information or anything. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One is going to be, and I think they said it was going to happen during the Halloween episode or shortly thereafter, is taking over as the regional manager. Um, so Lori is on her way out, which is going to be interesting to see if they address that in any way um, or if it's just going to happen off screen. The other uh, guest star was going to be Colleen, uh, Dina's nemesis, um, the one that she's always yelling about from the Bellridge store that did close down instead of uh, our store. So maybe that one might be forced higher, possibly. Yeah. It's written by Colton. Is that the one that's written by, by Colton? Yeah. 
That's the only one that we know the director and writer of at this time, and it airs October 10th. But yeah, it's directed by Victor Nelly Jr. and Colton Dunn wrote it. it it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, finally see Colleen and see her interactions with Dina. Mm-hmm. We know they don't have the best of relationships. Uh, I just watched something the other day that had that on there. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. So what we have here is on September 26th at 8 o'clock, uh, Amy tries to help her employees cope with Mateo's ice detention, and with the introduction of a new robot co-worker, that makes them fear that they could be replaced. It's kind of what the poster alludes to, if you look at the Season 5 poster. Yeah, I saw the poster. Um, the poster looks looks awesome. The commercial, or the, the first look, the preview for Season 5, that episode is out and looks really good. I know from TV line, it says season five picks up hours after Mateo is hauled away by immigration. Um, he's in a detention facility and waiting to try and get out of bond. Co-showrunner Jonathan Green says uh, his family's hired an immigration lawyer and the cloud night staff trying to support the effort as best as they can in any way they can. Meanwhile, Amy will try and play double agent with corporate as she continues to support the formation of the union. Um, this comes to a head at Halloween when the new district manager, Maya, played by one day at a time, Justina Machado, makes her first appearance. Good note, that episode also marks the return of Jonah's ex-girlfriend, Kelly, who joins the union effort as a representative from the mm-hmm. Fenn store, which is awesome. So we will see Kelly again. Great. The photo of Mateo at the detention center, uh, he's looking a little mm-hmm. rough. Um, yeah. Obviously, he probably doesn't have his normal uh, skincare regimen and routine and various other things uh, available to him. Um, I'm going to do my best to not hate on him, but I don't think he's going <laughs> to last very long once he comes out with talking about the food and or the clothing or something about where he's at. Prison. Which is, yeah. yeah, which is understandable. I'm not, not going to say it's not understandable, but... I'm going to try to do my best considering his circumstances to not hate on the poor guy, but... Right. Uh, Cheyenne's there, which is awesome. I hope we get one of those horrible prison moments of putting the hand on the glass or something. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be pretty funny. Um, it, this season definitely looks to be interesting. Um, uh... One thing from another thing from TV Line says changes at Ozark Highlands will ultimately inspire big, potentially life-changing decisions. Um, hmm. An overall theme for the season is the future, stemming from the fact that a lot of the, a lot of retail stores are trying to prove their relevant face of online shopping, um, and there's a lot of automation going on, which is actually happening at a lot of stores. Um, Jonah, for instance, is inspired by the union movement to think about stuff beyond Cloud Nine. Um, while Maya starts making Amy think about her own future. And while fans should not be overly concerned, floor worker Glenn is poised to suffer a health scare, which leads mm. him to think about his priorities a bit. Um, definitely interesting. Um, yeah. The the robots are real. They do have those in stores. Yes, I've seen those. Yeah. Um, they Terrifying. have... It is what it is, and uh, the the reason, like, well, I know Walmart has them. Uh, they have ones that clean the floor. 
they have ones mm-hmm. that go along and scan the shelves. Um, and their reasoning is that frees up uh, the people who work on the floor to do other things. Um, we've talked about it before. They're starting to put more self-checkouts in places um, instead of regular cashiers. Uh, at least out here in California, they have to have regular cashiers in some places simply because you can't buy alcohol or tobacco from a self-checkout. Right. Um, so there have to be at least a couple of registers with an actual cashier just for that reason alone. It's against state law to, to sell alcohol or tobacco um, at a self-checkout. You have to go to an actual person. I'm guessing probably because they need to validate your ID or whatever. I would assume that's at most uh, most states, I would think, because I don't think you – they're always in the glass for the tobacco at, at our stores. But we don't sell alcohol in our grocery stores or uh, like Walmart either So in Maryland. So it's not a problem there. And I know in certain places like Texas, you can't like – I know when I was in Texas, you can't sell it until like noon on Sunday. Um, wow. Which is – is weird because well so i was in el paso which is in mountain time which is two hours off of the east coast uh time zone right so mm-hmm. on sunday afternoon let's say your football games kick off at one which means your one o'clock games are kicking off at 11 el paso time when i first moved there like i think when i I, well, I was still in the army i got a briefing on it you can't buy a call off post until uh noon whatever blah 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 okay whatever um, didn't really hit me. Didn't think about it. So it's like ten thirty. I literally live like right across the store from this, right across the street from this convenience store. So I waddled my fat behind out and decided I'll just walk across the street, grab me like a little, grab some beer or something, so I can come back and watch football. Um, some places have these wood boards that they put in front of the thing so you can't open them. Um, this place didn't, but I kind of went and grabbed my little six pack or whatever. And the guy was looking at me like I had horns growing out of my head. Like, like, so, dude, what are you doing? What are we talking about? It's like, I can't sell it to you. I was like, I have an ID. I'm like, I was well over the age. He's like, you're not, you just moved here or something. Yeah. I can't sell it until noon. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like. That's crazy. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, mean, I so, think actually like in, in one of our counties here, I think that like even, so we don't sell them in like grocery stores or like Walmart or Target, but we have like liquor stores, you know, but yeah, I think in one of our counties here, you can only, you can't even buy them on Sunday at all. Um, but in our county, you can, you can. What? so you can only what you couldn't buy them on. You could, they would be closed on Sundays, uh, oh. in one of our counties. So you couldn't get it at all. In, in that county, but in our county, we're you know they have liquor stores open on Sunday. When I when I lived in Kentucky, I lived in a county that was a dry county, so restaurants could sell alcohol as long as they got like ninety percent of their money from food. So you could have a beer or a glass of excuse me a glass of wine with dinner, but you couldn't actually buy alcohol in a store until you went over the county line or until you went on a military post. Mm. Um, anywho, uh, so so automation is, is big. Um, so I know they'll definitely have to, you know, um, the, the, the self-checkouts, which I would really like them to introduce in Superstore. Yes, um, yes. And, and have somebody manning those self-checkouts because that is a task in its own, depending on how many self-checkouts are there. Um, mm-hmm. 
some people look at it as that's not an easy or that's an easy job and it is a point but if you have like 10 12 14 of them and there's only one or two of you there with everything that has to happen um in that whole entire thing it, it can get it can there's a lot of work that goes in there that people don't really think of um so uh who knows maybe we'll see that uh so Amy and Jonah both thinking about their future. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do you think that leads them to? <coughs> I think it... I'm not so sure. A lot of people seem to take that with the relationship, but I think it means more with... Um, <coughs> where they are in their life right now. And, you know, we, we know Jonah's gone to business school. He probably has other places he wants to go, other things he wants to do. Um, and Amy is finally manager now, but maybe that's not where she wants to stop at. Uh, it sounds like with the new, um, the new, um, what's it, the district manager or whatever, is going to make her think about, you know, her future as well. Um, I don't know if that means they don't get along and she's thinking of issues there or if she's just thinking like maybe I can go become something more than this too, you know? How um, far up in the company she wants to go or something? Right, right. Um, so I, I think it could be more like career-wise. I, I think some people are reading that with a uh, negative spin of they're going to break up or, you know, get married or more relationship wise but um i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they got engaged this season i don't think they get married this season i think you ju- i think most shows would want to build that up to a point of like if they got if they got uh engaged at the end of this season you kind of know going into next year that we're going to be seeing that wedding and i think that's kind of the way that they would want to play it um it's what most shows do, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's the route they went. That That is a possibility. Um, I, I do think there might be some relationship thoughts. Uh, you know, one small, simple thing from last season, the, the aspect of Amy saying she doesn't want to have any more kids, mm-hmm. kind of catching Jonah off guard. Obviously, they're, they're not at the point of relationship prior to that where they talked about that. At some point, right. as it gets more serious which is already fairly serious considering she asked him to move in. That I mean, that's going to be something they're going to have to discuss. So that, that could be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I saw, it says Jonah's going to help uh, uh, several co-workers pitching to help Sandra plan her wedding, including Jonah, who ends up throwing her an engagement party in the store. Well, we had a baby shower in the store, too, so I guess why not at this point? True. Uh, <laughs> going back to the Comic-Con panel... Um, so Sandra, uh, I, I cannot say the actress's name, so I'm not going to butcher it. Um, that's why I'm calling her Sandra. Um, she was on, she was on the actual panel with the cast since she's moving up to main cast member this season. Um, she was talking about how, I guess for the last couple seasons, um, they've had her and Jerry record, you know, when they, when they're filming, they've had them do a proposal the last couple seasons. They just cut it. 
Um, so oh. we never we never saw it. And then I guess she made a comment. Um, when when they when he told her, you know, when they when he told them throw a proposal in there, um, they're like, yeah, sure, but we're, you're never gonna use it, so sure, whatever. So I guess they were like, okay, I guess we kind of have to use it now. Um, so that's why they did. That's just one of the takes where they they used uh, Jerry's proposal. I, I saw something else that said Carol's gonna have a weird a weird reaction to the whole thing, which it's Carol, so that could go any number of ways. I would love to see, and I, I, I don't think it'll ever happen. And I know, especially Aileen would probably kill me when she hears this. <laughs> um, I would like to see them go through, have the wedding at the store, just because why not? For whatever reason, they decide to hold off, and then Amy and Jonah decide, well, we're you know, they're already here. Let's have a wedding anyway, and without like any fans, like. Without any build-up or anything, they decide to get married, you know, uh, since they have a preacher yeah. and all this other stuff. Aileen would kill me. Interesting. Aileen's going to yeah. kill me when she hears that because she's so into that relationship. And she, just like you, she wants that build-up. Right. Well, I think there's, story, there's definitely some good stories you can get out of them being engaged and, um, you know, the build-up to the wedding. Uh, I just hope that I don't I keep, like if Sanders get married this year I can't see them doing another wedding this season I know it's what people want but I, I think you're gonna start running into the issue of you're covering the same ground with stuff you're recycling um, the same storylines over and over you've had multiple well pregnancies I mean that's why already. for me it was very good that Amy and Dina were uh, pregnant at the same time and not like Dina got pregnant. Um, next season after that because then it's just the same you know you're gonna go like if Jonah started an engagement party does that mean we're gonna get an engagement party when they get together too are we gonna get the same sort of storylines with the weddings you know it's you gotta be careful when you're treading some of that same territory you gotta ch at least change it up enough to make it different each time that was also the uh the second set of pregnancies, because remember, uh, Cheyenne mm -hmm. was pregnant from season one. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of got into that range where, like, the maternity leave issue came up again in a sense of, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously they didn't cover it enough at the in season one, but uh, you start treading some of that same ground. Well, they covered it in different ways. Um, yeah. The first one, obviously... Cheyenne, because uh, the company doesn't have maternity leave, um, and I think the company changes policy after that, uh, and then who was uh, Dina got maternity leave or was able to get certain leave because of her management status, but then Amy technically lost hers because of her suspension from the the sex tape, right? Um, so they they were able to cover it in a little different ways, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, you can't keep using the same thing over and over. Um, they could go the friends route, where uh, maybe Amy. Obviously, we saw that they have met the managers conference, and I told you at Walmart they they have them twice a year. Um, I hope they don't do it just like friends what they do in Vegas, but they could do the managers conference. Um, a manager's conference type thing where Amy goes, she takes Jonah, and then somehow they end up married after the conference. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, maybe, you know, if they do Atlantic City, that would be a little different than Vegas, but it would still be uh, pretty much the same thing from Friends. Except, well, they didn't actually get married in Friends that way. The footage I've seen with the robot, who is named Glenn, by the way, which is completely awesome. Um, <laughs> it didn't even bring up his name, Glenn, just like you. Um, Glenn, have, have you seen the, the, the footage, this like the previews for it? I have not, because I, I don't... Is it on anything, like, is it on YouTube, or is it... Because uh, I, I saw somebody share it on Twitter, and it was just recorded off the TV, and I didn't want to... I didn't want to watch that. But I know that they usually share that NBC preview, you know, on, like, cable and stuff, but I don't have cable, so I don't really... Like, I don't have an on-demand feature or anything that I can pull it up. There is... I want to say it is. There's a first-look one, um, and it's... I want to say it's like two minutes long because it's talking with the cast about, you know, how the season's going to start and everything. Um, It's funny because obviously we know Glenn, like Glenn already had his issues with the the cart machine. Um, Yeah. So I think they're continuing on that. Glenn and the robot um, are not having the best of times. Um, Mm -hmm. Jonah has to program it and Jonah has the best line that, a lot of people think of. So you want me to program the machine that's eventually going to replace me? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know what that kind of Cheyenne makes me think. That kind of makes me think of. Um, sorry, I was just gonna say that kind of makes me think of you know when people have to train their replacements. Yeah, um, yeah. and get let go from places. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a. Uh, there's, uh, like, Cheyenne has her issues with it because it goes after her jewelry station and messes up something or whatever. Um, and eventually there is a point where, like, the entire crew is not happy with the robot. I want to say it's, like, two or three minutes long. So it, it should be uh, it should be on the, the, the YouTube channel for Superstore, I believe. Um, it's pretty interesting. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't give like a lot of spoilers away or anything. It just it talks about um, the cast talking about how it, uh, the, the season's gonna start off and everything. Oh, they do have it on here. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that after we. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think up. it's like maybe two, two and a half minutes or something. It's not very long. Yeah, two uh, two minutes and twenty two seconds so, exactly. Um, Definitely interesting. Uh, so let's see. We got Sandra. Uh, we talked about her her marriage, up, her upcoming nuptials. Um, during the Comic Con panel, it was brought up. Like I said, they, they brought up the, the the proposal that they do every year that was never used. Uh, they brought up Dina and Garrett at the uh, Comic Con panel. Um, like they asked, you know, will Dina ever be able to forgive Garrett? And she says no. Um, she really doesn't think so. Um, I think she's wrong. I, I, I don't know. And, and one of the things from one of the previews is uh, like Garrett gets his lunch like thrown away. So Dean has been throwing his lunch away for a period of time, and he's like, "When are you going to let this go?" She brings up like, "Whenever my birds aren't dead." Um, I, I, I don't. I, I can see your point, but I don't think she necessarily is. I mean. Going into taking care of those birds, she knows they're going to live 50, 60, 70 years or whatever, right? So she's willing to take, like, she's willing to spend her life with those birds. And then the fact that they're all just gone now. Um, and maybe it wouldn't be as bad as if he would have just initially came forward and said, hey, mm-hmm. um, there was an accident or something. And I, I, like, your birds have been let go. 
you know, I'm the one who let him go. I'm sorry. Instead of making her think that she was the one who. Right. And then. Well. And then sleeping with her twice and paying seven bucks or 13 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I I just think that uh, I'm not. I, I just think she's wrong in the sense of they can't have this last the rest of the show. I know that's what she's saying, that, like, she doesn't think she'll ever you know, be able to forgive him or whatever. Because uh, that'll just get old quick. If, if every interaction they have, she just brushes him off because of this. There's got to be... Uh, this has to be resolved, I would think, by the end of this season, or else it's just going to become a... Uh, just, again, treading the same thing every time they interact at that point. And, you, and then you just start limiting how much they interact because... You're like, well, she wouldn't really want to talk to him right now still. And then, but those two are so good together in an interaction too. So you don't want to keep holding them off. I, I don't know. I think at one point she's going to be able to forgive him some point this year is my prediction. I don't think she'll be able to forgive, but maybe she'll be able to forget. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think at least maybe, because uh, remember they initially didn't have the best of relationships when the series first started right um eventually after yeah. black friday or whatever um things changed blah 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 they are where they are now um it could be a situation like where it was in buffy the vampire slayer where there was a season where angel turned to angelus and was um which i prefer i wasn't a fan of the love story but once again i'm not the i was not the target demographic for that show so i get it um, but where he was evil and uh, until the end of the season um, you know it took like a season season and a half I think um, and even then people didn't trust him for a while so I don't know um, I wouldn't be against it um, just because in, in general there's not necessarily people there's sometimes you know when you work that close together with people things go up and down and maybe you don't get along with people for a little while and things get better or worse so you never know yeah yeah i'm not sure though um i i just i think it would get uh you know kind of repetitive at that point so you have to there's got to be something different to do with it i mean it may take her a while like the whole season but i think i can't see this going on for another like you know, the rest of the show's length, because I mean, we don't even know how long the show's going to run for, but let's say it's another four years. That just seems to get stale at that point. I do want to say something before we go, though, too, before we wrap up, that, uh, you know, we were interviewed for this LA Times article uh, about Comic-Con and Superstore. They did ultimately cut our part, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I do want to say that uh, it's written by Ashley Lee, um, it came out July 19th, so yeah, it's like two months old now. But what I, I still say, if you haven't read this article, it's a good read if uh, you want to go out there. It's about the fans and you know how the show has kind of connected with so many people that have become such diehards. So I did read the article uh, after you guys told me about everything. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to join or do anything because my job as a postal worker sucks a lot of times. But um, yeah. Uh, I did read the article, and uh, I want to say uh, the guy that they talked about who was dressed like Mateo, um, that they, they said got a picture with uh, 
with why can't I think of anybody's name? Nico. Yeah, that got the picture with Nico Santos. Um, he he he's the one who came up and did ask a question um, during the Comic Con panel. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it did bring up like this is that's a a, a good cross section of of our country. That's what it's like when you work in a store like that. You get so many different people and so many different thoughts and beliefs and just different types of people that yeah. you work with. Um, and it, it is a good representation. It, I, I think this shows a really good representation of what it's like to work in a store like that. And I know other people who work in a Target or Walmart or something like that who say the same thing, that they, they watch it and they see things that they go through. They see themselves or they see other people that they work with in these characters. Um, so I'm definitely glad I became a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got, you know, I got lucky. Uh, I was just over my wife's house before we were, geez, even before we were engaged. And it was just, uh, you know, on the TV, they just turned it on. They weren't even really paying attention to it, but I was, I was watching it. That was the Color Wars, you know, episode. And, um, and then from there, I kind of, you know, sought it out after that. So, um, but yeah, so I am, uh, it's right up my style of show too. So it, you know, it's a perfect fit really. Yeah. That looks like to be our, our quick season five preview. Uh, not sure when we'll be back again. We may try and do another quick preview, uh, prior to the 23rd when the season starts, but I can't promise anything. I don't know. Um, yeah, but if not, we'll be uh, doing our first breakdown after uh, the 26th. Yeah, it's the 26th, 23rd, whatever. It, yeah, it, I'm, I'm probably uh, yeah, 26, incorrect yeah. on that one. I, I don't doubt that. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for shopping at your Cloud9 Supercell. Music provided by bensound.com.